Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rufino. This is Are You Serious Sports. I hope all of you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. The NCAA are complete Rudy Poos as always. Maybe Jalen Cook plays on Saturday versus Texas. Maybe he doesn't. We'll talk about that situation here in just a minute as the TRO has been filed and has been granted on the NCAA, a TRO being a temporary restraining order. We will talk about that if the case is ruled in the NCAA's favor on the two-time transfer rule, then a collegiate player who would play in the next 14 days would lose a year of eligibility if it were to be ruled in the NCAA's favor. So Jalen Cook's status, even though Matt McMahon said yesterday that he would play on Saturday, could be up in jeopardy. Um, and just a, maybe a small sense that quite honestly, does he want to use, lose a year of eligibility? The NCAA told him not to take out their waiver process or, or, or not to, uh, stop with the waiver process for guys like Jalen Cook. We'll talk about that. Why the NCAA always just craps when it comes to, uh, student athletes, we'll talk about that. Also, guys, I-, I know you've been asking for weeks, okay? A lot of you in the comments right now are asking. So, like this one right here, Justin says, why is LSU so silent right now? Like, we got to start making stuff happen. I do agree. Be calm. Things are going to happen. Just be calm. Just got to stay the course for a minute. Sometimes just because you don't know something is going on doesn't mean behind the scenes that things aren't going on. As an example, Jordan Gilbert was on LSU's campus yesterday. I would assume that LSU is going to try to block his visit to Florida that he's supposed to have this weekend. 
Try to get him to commit instead. Xavion Thomas. Just because these guys are taking trips does, or making other visits doesn't mean anything. Uh, DeCameron Jackson, or DeCameron Jackson, DeCameron Richardson uh, enters the portal, left Starkville, went to Oregon. Can LSU get him in on a visit? Which, by the way, I heard some of you last night, saw you some of your comments in check. Oh, he'd be uh, uh, DB1, cornerback one. Well, Malik Neighbors roasted him twice in the back of the end zone for touchdowns. God, sometimes you got to be careful. Just because a guy hits the portal doesn't mean he fixes all of your issues. Richardson's a really good talent. He can cover. He can really good in man-to-man coverage. But we saw what happened when he played Malik Neighbors this year. We saw what happened when a lot of people played Malik Neighbors this year. So we'll we'll talk about a little bit about that on the double Rafino's rants here. Just calm calm yourself a little bit. Uh, Fitzgerald West has entered the portal. LSU defensive lineman Fitzgerald West, who I thought, quite honestly, should have played center at LSU and should not have changed his position. Wanted to play defensive lineman. Wish somebody in this camp would have told him. I tried to say it, not just privately, but on this show. He's not a defensive lineman. He's a center. And he can want to play D-line all the live long day. Doesn't mean doesn't mean he's not going to be a center. He's a center. He should play center. Not my call. But he enters the transfer portal uh, today as well. Will Shepard, the Mandeville wide receiver that went to Vanderbilt, has committed to Colorado. Look, I, I'm not – I'm never going to worry about LSU missing on a receiver, especially with one year left. They got a boatload of receivers that I think that they already have in the stable. They've recruited well in the, from the high school ranks. I think we're going to be fine. I, I think that's one position I don't worry about. Now, I do want them to get Xavion Thomas. If there is one player in the portal that I want them to get, you're going to have to get hidden yardage, yardage next year in special teams. You're going to have to have a good return game because if you don't, you're going to get beat. Because Jane Daniels isn't going to be here to save you every time. So we'll talk a little bit about the portal. We'll talk a little bit about a lot of people freaking out. Just chill out. I, I know you want answers, but I can't publicly give them to you yet. In due time, we can talk about it. But there are things happening. Just be calm. Be calm. You want to be able to brag on Twitter. I get it. That That's what you want to do. I, I know that you want to brag on Twitter. That's what you want to go in there and do. Good on you. They're not going to – LSU and Brian Kelly's not going to play your game. Uh, so we're going to deviate a little bit too. Um, So we're going to talk about the college football playoff on this show. So in January, we're going to be talking I, – I, I've said this a lot, but I've made an executive decision – we're going to talk a lot about the uh, the SEC starting in January. A lot of college football nationally. We have done a lot of LSU stuff. We will continue to do a lot of LSU stuff, but I think we're going to cut the shows in half. We're going to talk a lot of LSU. Some shows we'll talk all LSU. Tonight we'll talk a little bit about the college football playoff. Uh, Alabama versus Michigan. Washington versus Texas. What are my thoughts on that? We'll break that down in the later part of the show. Who am I picking? Who am I picking? All right. Let's see what else. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Oh, a recruiting update. Yeah, I'll give a recruiting update. So, look, there, again, you got national or early signing day happening. 
next Wednesday, so less than a week. And I think that, you know, you could get some, you could potentially get some um, potential flips. Um, you're still working on Terry Bussey. We put all this on our forum, AYSSnetwork.com. You should go over there, sign up today, $7 a month. We gave a full write down. The other one that we'll be doing, uh, a write-up we'll be doing will be tomorrow as a former Texas A&M commit who decommitted and Cohen Eccles is decommitted from Texas A&M and will be making a visit this weekend to LSU. Look, we're going to have to have a serious question if LSU might not be building O-line U, O-L-U. Would be a great addition. Okay, Brad Davis is a hell of a recruiter. I think that what you'll do along the defensive line, from what it would appear to me, either you're waiting for a dude in the NFL or your defensive line coach is in the playoff right now. That's what I think. I think if you don't get the one in the playoff, you get the one that you're targeting in the NFL. That's what I think is happening. Could be wrong there. I don't think that I'm wrong there. I feel pretty good about that. But we'll see. You're going to have to get somebody that can come in here and recruit on the defensive line because, look, man, the truth is the game is one up front. The game is one up front. So, yeah. All right, let's get to a couple comments. Where are you watching the show from tonight? Um, uh, Mikey, Mickey, Mikey, Mikey says, Stonewall, Louisiana, 31831. Great, good to have you in here. Hawkins Nick says, the 701 Fargo, North Dakota. Man, I know your ass is cold. This man said he's watching it from Fargo, North Dakota. By the way, of 225 Zachary, I know your ass is cold. Hold on. Let's see what the temperature is. Guys, what's the temperature in Fargo, North Dakota? 46 degrees? Okay, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But Saturday, the high is 33. Sunday, the high is 30. Monday, the high is 25. So, your ass going to be cold, cuh. <laughs> your ass going to be cold. Dane Bergeron said, good duck hunting in North Dakota. There, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Lance says, he up, he up there at the North Pole. Yeah, he, hey, man. Couple, about, what? Ten more sleeps and Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming to town. Kevin says, Goldsboro, North Carolina, by the way of Morgan City, the 985. Good to have you all in here uh, with us tonight. Week has been a little crazy. We have not been going live at 7. We've had the basketball games. We, uh, what happened? uh, Maybe Monday. Yeah, Monday we went at 7 o'clock. But it's just been a wild week, and I'm not going up with Thursday night football. So we've kind of been fluctuating times. Sorry that we've been doing that. Don't really have a choice. Don't really have a choice. Justin says, we're losing some good D linemen right now because of our DC. Um, what D linemen did you lose because of Matt House? Well, you're losing defensive line. I don't think Fitzgerald West is a big loss. I don't think Fitzgerald West can play, is, is a defensive lineman, if I'm being honest. The, the, the kids should have played center. They should have forced them to play center. They should have forced them to play, play center. I, I don't know... Kid wanted to play that position, but you're not. Walter Nolan was not coming here unless you're offering big time money. That's the truth. So, 
It's a position group of need, man. And you got to get an answer from Makai Wingo. You got to get an answer from Mason Smith. You get those two dudes back, you start feeling a little bit better, but you got to add depth there. You got to add depth there. You got and you got to do it quickly. So you're going to look. And here's another truth. If you're going to say that LSU, if your opinion is, let me just say this. If your opinion is that LSU is behind an NIL, LSU has a million people that follows them on Twitter. If all a million of you gave a dollar for NIL, $1, LSU can get anybody they wanted in the portal. Anybody. So there are things out there, Bayou Traditions. Hell, we might even start a collective. There's a million of you. Put a dollar inside the collective. Go over to Bayou Traditions. Do what you got to do. Y'all got to be calm, man. Y'all got to be calm. Uh, Chuck Wade says, the 228 Biloxi, brother, good to have you and good to have Biloxi in here. Also, Brian Williams says he's in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Good to have you as well. Shreveport, the 31831 Great says James Pine is in the house. I saw somebody say Pine was in the house. Justin Stogner says Pine, the 985. Yeah, your boy right here is from Franktown. Yeah, man. The big, uh, the big Franktown. Chris says, I'm at the cabin in Big Fork, Montana this week. Highs of 30 next week. Man, some of y'all out there in North Dakota, some of y'all up there in uh Montana, a lot of good hunting, but it's getting cold. Rut's coming, or Rut is either, yeah, Rut should be here. Dane Bergeron says, I already donated this year to hire Brandon Taylor for the DBs coach. <laughs> yes, indeed. Pooh Bear says, two, five, six in the building. Two, five, six. Oh, yeah, I'm always associating Pooh Bear with the two, five, one. Yes, indeed. Uh, Penn Jones says he's in Duncanville, Texas. Okay. Didn't Duncanville play today at three? I didn't. I wasn't able to catch the game. Xavier Atkins, LSU's, uh, one of LSU's linebackers, plays tonight at seven. So you can catch some Texas high school football. Uh, yeah, I think they played a Soto at seven. So it won't be, it'll be fun. All right, let's get to this Rafino's rants. We'll talk about the playoff. Give you some recruiting and portal updates. What I think, I'm not worried about Will Shepard. Do I think Will Shepard can play? Yeah. Do I hate that we don't get him? Yeah. Him going to Colorado means nothing to me. It, it means nothing. A team that might be 6-6, six 7-5 and six, seven and five at best next year means nothing. Glad he's not going somewhere else in the SEC. Glad he's not going somewhere else in the SEC. That's That's all I care about. All right. Let's do this. Oh, and by the way, this shirt that we got on right here, Home Field Apparel, wearing our new rep over at home uh, from Rafino and Joe Show, Home Field Apparel. You can go over there and get all of your uh, LSU gear they got, especially for um, Christmas. You can use the promo code Rafino Joe get fifteen percent off. That that jacket that they have is is pretty baller. So go over to Home Field Apparel too and get all your gear. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the NCAA. We'll talk about the transfer portal, why you need to calm yourself, and then we'll transition into the playoff. We'll talk what are my thoughts about Alabama and Michigan, what are my thoughts on uh, Texas and Washington, and then we'll, we'll get on out of here. 
Before we do that, you know what time it is. Everybody, do us a favor. Hit the like and share if you're on Facebook. Share to all those groups on Facebook. If you're watching us, listen to us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate you doing that. Why you need to calm down. Why We can't talk about it. It's not going to be public right now. I feel good on where LSU sits on some of these guys in the portal. They're going to get some things fixed. Don't worry about that. We're going to talk about it next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag he will sell your house and find you a new well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. Rafino and Joe show is brought to you by Homefield Apparel, which is the best, without a doubt, premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over 150 different colleges that you can choose from, whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan, maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan, whatever it is, even Idaho. They have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff. Make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Rafino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R-U-F-F-I-N-O Rafino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and get your college gear today. We're back. If I mispronounce your name, don't get mad at me. Just say, hey, Blake, just say you pronounce my name. Don't get mad. Sorry, Mickey. Like mantle. Sorry. All right. We got a lot to discuss. Let's do that right now. Everybody does us a favor by hitting the like and share. You need to calm down. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Blake, there's not any news. We hadn't got anybody committed out of the transfer portal yet. We see all these other people making their teams better. We are not doing that for ourselves. Calm yourself. LSU had a visit yesterday by uh, former Texas A&M safety Jordan Gilbert. I think that they are in a very firm position for a guy like Xavion Thomas. Let's see what happens with Richardson, the corner from Mississippi State. 
I don't know if there's enough defensive linemen in the portal yet that they would get, but they do need to kick the tires on some of them. I think LT Overton is one that they should definitely try to get in for a visit here. You got to add depth to that position. But, guys, it's crazy where we've come because, you know, under the last regime and the last administration when it came to Ed Orgeron, you knew everything that was going on. You, your mama, your daddy, your mima, everybody, everybody across the country, if they wanted to find out what was going on with Ed Orgeron's LSU team, you could find it out pretty quickly and pretty easily. Just wasn't even hard to figure out. More leaks were in that building than a than a leaky pipe. It, it just didn't it didn't really matter because there were so many different things going on under Orgeron that if you just had your ear close to the football program, you were going to find out everything that you wanted to know. Brian Kelly comes in, the leaks stop. Nobody's really talking. But there's so many things going on behind the scenes. I promise you that they are. You took a lot of people in the portal the last two years. You're probably going to lose some more players from LSU to the portal that you might not even expect, maybe even a DB or two. But the bottom line is, I'm telling you not to worry about it. Now, when it's public, because people crucify you, I probably shouldn't say that, but people get on to you when you make somebody's announcement public or whatever, and I don't really care. LSU's going to be fine because I think they're going to bring in some good pieces. If they don't, that's on them, and then we'll talk about it then. Will Shepard, the Vandy wide receiver, the kid from Mandeville, Louisiana, LSU had interest in, the guy goes to Colorado. Okay. Wide receiver is not a position group that I necessarily worry about with guys like Shelton Sampson, Kyle Parker, Kyron Lacey, if he returns. That room is really good. And Cortez has shown that, number one, he can recruit. Number two, he can develop. No, I'm not worried about it. Why would I be worried about it? Now, I do think, and you know this and I know this, you're going to have to add some things defensively. Going to have to go get some defensive line depth. Maybe you feel like you did that with a guy in Sean Washington. Maybe. I don't know. I know you're going to have to go get DB help. I know you don't want to go into the portal. Sorry, you're going to have to. And I think that you are. You need somebody that can be a game changer that can return punts and kicks. I think you're going to get it. Just be cool. Be calm. And again, if we got to talk about it and it doesn't go LSU's way and they can't close, we'll talk about it then. Until then, I'm telling you, they're sitting in a good spot for guys. Now, do I think that they maybe pass on some dudes that I would have personally gone after? Yeah, I do. Now, you can ask who it is majority of them are along the defensive line. Majority of them. They don't have a D-line coach that really in that building that holds enough weight to where he can say, I'm going after this guy in the portal. I need X, Y, and Z to go get him. 
That's just the truth. You're going to have to get that guy in that building and let him do that. You don't have that right now. It's a big weakness. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not a big weakness. But if you're going after, okay, a really good defensive line coach, you got to be patient. And, and quite honestly, I don't mind whatsoever that Brian Kelly isn't overreacting. Now, the truth is, is that he's got to step in there when he has a deficiency in an area and he has to be able to overcome that himself. He has to overcome that himself. Nobody else is going to do it for him. Nobody. Are there some things that we got to get questions, question marks in reference to recruiting and reference to the portal? Yeah. No question. But I'm telling you, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's going to be fine. LSU will be fine there. One other thing about recruiting, okay? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. One other thing about recruiting that I'm really interested to talk about is that LSU is still recruiting at a high level, high school ranks too, along the offensive line. Cohen, uh, uh, oh my gosh. Why did I take this kid's profile down from our notes? Cohen Eccles is a kid that was a Texas A&M commit that's going to be visiting LSU this weekend. Days before early signing day. Uh, signs point in one direction. Signs do point in one direction. And I'm not talking about the band. We might have to have a conversation about LSU being OLU because they're recruiting at such a high level. But offensively, I don't worry about what you're doing. Legitimately, I don't. I don't worry about you recruiting at wide receiver, at quarterback, because in January, in less than a month, I think you're going to get some really good news out of the high school ranks. I don't worry about running back. I don't worry about offensive line. Guys, the truth is, the truth, if you can figure out what you're doing defensively, you're going to be fine. It's the opposite of or, it's the opposite of less. It's the complete opposite of less miles. You're going to have to figure out what you need to do on the defense. Now, that if it's my just opinion, opinion, not saying this even should happen. I'm not getting paid $10 million a year to make this decision. This is just my opinion. I can be wrong here. A lot of you feel the same way. Give me a thumbs up in the chat if you think Madhouse needs to be fired or at worst demoted from being the D.C. Give me a thumbs up in the chat because I think that's the first move that you're going to have to make at minimum. At minimum, even if you don't go into the portal and get other players, no matter what happens, you're going to have to demote him. Number two, I know I said that just a second ago, even more than players is the coaching. Well, you're going to have to go get players. You're going to have to figure out what you're doing in the defensive backfield. Without Look, I like guys like Toviano. I think guys like P.J. Woodland can come in here to Sean McBride. They got a lot of high school kids that I think that you – I like this year's DB room from high school recruiting 
far better as a whole than I did at all last year. Because I think PJ can play. I think McBride can play. We'll see how quickly Jawan Johnson can pick up being a DB. But nevertheless, nevertheless, you're doing some good things along the high school ranks. Don't look at the ranking all the times because I think you're feeling a lot of needs. You got to feel the big need along the defensive line. But if you're able to, and I'm not saying be elite in those areas. I'm not telling you to be Georgia in those areas because I think the way that you're recruiting offensively, quite frankly, and what you what you will see in 2025, it, you're kind of the inverse of what Georgia's doing. Georgia's loading up defensively in recruiting, and quite honestly, you're going to be loading up offensively in recruiting. It's the inverse. But you're still going to have to fill these holes, pause, but you're going to have to fill those holes. That's just the God's honest truth. The God's honest truth. So, I know a lot of you want changes. It's coming, I promise you. Guys, (laughs) I don't come out here for a living just to talk shit. Because you don't have to answer the things that I say. I have to answer the things that come out of my mouth, Paul's. But I have to answer for everything that I say on this show. You don't. R-E-L-A-X. You know who else probably should have relaxed? Uh, is the NCAA. Um, so look, very quickly, because this does massively involve LSU in a situation. In case you missed it over the last two days... The NCAA was in a court battle in West Virginia in reference to a temporary restraining order about about the two-time transfer rule. The judge in West Virginia granted the TRO, which, quite honestly, I'm a little bit surprised, but the judge called it unconstitutional to not be able, not to allow a player to just transfer if they're academically eligible wherever they want to go. That was the judge's words. But the NCAA came out today, and I'll tell you how this is LSU related in just a moment. The NCAA came out today and said, basically in a very badly written, summarized proposal, that if their court case goes according to the way that they see it, and the TRO, the temporary restraining order, is lifted, that anybody who has transferred twice, if they play in the next 14 days, they're going to lose a year of eligibility. So you mean to tell me that you're not going to give grace to two-term or two-time transfers even though you just got a temporary restraining order placed against yourself about something that, and I'm quoting here from the court case yesterday, is unconstitutional. The way that this affects LSU in a massive way as it does is because they have a, they have a point guard who has transferred twice. Obviously, his first transfer to Tulane was because Will Wade got fired, LSU was under sanctions, had multiple level five violations, And look what happened. 
Will Wade gets another job, serves a 10-game suspension. Guys like Jalen Cook are unable to play because of some stupid NCAA rule. This is what we talk about with the NCAA. So Will Wade can serve his 10-game suspension like a hoe and just go out there and do whatever he wants to. He can coach for the remainder of his life if he wants to, okay? He's serving a 10-game suspension off of two level five violations. Meanwhile, when that coach got fired and LSU's under sanctions, one of the players has to transfer or transfers but wants to ultimately come back. And, hey, if we win this course case out in West Virginia and you play this kid in the next 14 days, we're taking a year of eligibility away from him. How stupid can you be? It's the same exact thing that's going on in college football. Now, stay with me here. You allowed Charlie Baker, a career politician, a governor of Massachusetts, to sit as the president of the NCAA. He does not know what he's doing. The big four sports in college athletics need a commissioner. Guy, there's no other way around it. Let the NCAA do what they're doing, but let the commissioner of all four major sports, women's basketball, basketball, baseball, and football, let them have ultimate autonomy of what decisions need to be made. And we'll go, we'll go amongst ourselves. Now, the only problem with that is they'll probably hire more politicians that are all idiots, okay? But now, not only did you hire a politician to run the NCAA like a dumbass, what you did is, is now... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now you have senators in Georgia, you have a governor in Florida, and senators and representatives in the state of Florida who want to sue the college football playoff and let Georgia and Florida State be be a part of the college football playoff as a 5-6 seed. Politicians getting involved in college athletics. Guys, you do not know what cover one man-to-man coverage is. If you ask Ron DeSantis right now what cover one man-to-man coverage is, a three technique, if you ask him what a pulling guard on the backside, the backside pulling guard needs to do on a track block or a gap block, he's not going to know. But yet y'all want these Rudy Poo candy asses to come out here and govern college athletics. You want them to do something with NIL, the transfer portal? The Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, said that everything that the NCAA was doing was unconstitutional. But yet, we're gotta, we got to do some federal regulations here to try to remedy things. 
you're not gonna remedy shit. The cat's out the bag. Charlie Baker, if he suspend, if Jalen Cook plays against Texas on Saturday, and by whatever reasoning they win their court case in West Virginia, and they take an eligible uh, a year's eligibility away from Jalen Cook, I'm going to lose my outright mind. I'm I might file my own injunction on Charlie Baker's dismissal as the president of the NCAA, make him come to his happy ass. Let, let's not do it in state court. Hell, let's do it in federal court if you want to. I am so tired of politicians who don't know about football or basketball or baseball being involved in these sports. Because logic has to prevail. And even a guy that's not even at LSU and Jalen Cook. I don't know if I wouldn't allow Efton Reed to play. Now, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Efton Reed did get his waiver passed. I I, I don't know. I, I don't cover. I know he was at Gonzaga. Where's he at now? We play the team that he's at. Okay, but I forget where Efton Reed even is. But the, the sad truth is, the sad truth, whether you like it or not, these people that you pulled a lever for, okay, on Tuesdays or Saturdays or when you early vote, they are not making this, they are not making your sport better. They're making it worse. Anybody, how is it? Let me ask y'all this question. How is it that Will Wade can be fired, rightfully so, even though all of you hate it because you're not winning right now, you know that it was the right thing to do, and even if it wasn't, some of y'all making some of these claims about Scott Woodward, you're a casual, you're a dumbass, right? Like, Scott Woodward just bought you two national titles in the last six months, and you're going to question him on firing Will Wade after two level five, five violations when you know, I know, your all knows, my wife knows, her sister Heidi knows, everybody fucking knows that LSU basketball was sacrificed for football. That's what everybody knows. You want the cat out the bag? There's the cat out the bag. And you're not going to ever make money for LSU basketball on stuff that I do. I promise you. LSU basketball or basketball in general is not going to push those views up. It does for women's basketball. Maybe it could if you're a national contender, a national championship contender. But the bottom line was is that you had a guy with two level five violations. All of a sudden, the football stuff just went away, didn't it? Orgeron got some recruiting violations. Oh, Somehow, some way, everybody else getting popped with recruiting violations. Nobody wants to talk about LSU football. It was sacrificed like a lamb to the slaughter. If you want to get biblical with it, it was like when Abraham had to bring his son Isaac down. God said, Bring your son here, boy. And then he said, Now you're a son of God. If you want me to preach, you know that that's the truth. Uh, but you know what? 
since the NCAA knows that because they handed down the punishments or the lack thereof in punishments, which I love, by the way, lack thereof punishments for football because you had a good, good old boy deal. You're allowing Will Wade to coach, but you're telling Jalen Cook, hey, you know what, man? You can play in these 14 days, but if we win the court case, we're going to get your ass. No pause, no lube. Guys, are, 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 are we – when LSU basketball got the violations that they did, did it just go over your head? Did, did you not realize what happened that day and what was sacrificed? Like, do, do does somebody like myself have to come out here and spill it out to you? Because it's the truth. That's exactly what happened. I don't know what to tell you. But it's 1,000% what happened. All right. Here's to Jalen Cook. Maybe he plays against Texas tomorrow. And my God, the legend that kid would have if LSU finds a way to knock off Texas tomorrow. Because, man, I do not like Texas. But we're about to have to talk about him. I'm about to have to talk a little glowingly about him because we're about to talk about the college football playoff. All right. Let's do this. Let's talk about our good friend, Carol Falls, the good friends over at Drake Williams Law Firm, our good friend, Steve Bean, uh, over at Bayou Daiquiri's and Bayou Bowl to go. Before we do that, let me talk about our good friends over at Avid Inspection Specialist, where peace of mind happens. Residential and commercial inspections, mold inspections, asbestos inspections, lead inspections, drone inspections, with their 11-month new home warning inspections. Guys, they do it all. Literally, they do it all. AvidSpecialist.com is their, is their website. AvidSpecialist.com. 225-717-5591. That's 225-717-5591. LHI number 11331. We're back in just a minute. Let's talk about the playoff next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's a Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. 
Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowl and Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. The college football playoff is upon us. Alabama versus Michigan and the Rose Bowl. And also Washington versus Texas. And New Orleans in the Sugar Bowl. We're going to start off with Washington and Texas. Because it's right here at home. It's right here in New Orleans. Listen, when the college football playoff came out, when the four teams were announced and we got to think I got to thinking about it and I saw this and I saw that Michigan and Alabama are playing I'm like okay well I, I know and we'll talk about this in just a minute I, I know who I'm leaning for that one but when I saw Washington and Texas I thought to myself if there's one team that could be a kryptonite for Texas it might be Washington let me tell you why Texas has one glaring weakness. Now, I've even heard from a lot of people at the LSU beat that, oh, well, Texas has a really good secondary. Guys, they are 95th in the country in passing yards allowed. They have not been good in their defensive backfield. I know that they have talented guys like Derek Williams and others. Some of you Louisiana people will remember. But it is a very big weakness for them this year. But the same thing can be said about Washington. They're 120th in the country in passing yards allowed, but they did just get two of their premier safeties and or premier safety and cornerback uh, back. Doesn't really matter. It, they're not going to change too hell of a lot from 120th. I think that this could be a little bit of a shootout. Look, you got Michael Penix. Obviously, we know who that is. Him being a Heisman finalist. Texas has Quinn Ewers. I just see this one being close than maybe some people think. Now, I have been picking, if you watch the Rafino and Joe show, I have been picking against Washington all year. And I want to do it. Like, I, I think that I want to do it. I think that I want Texas, or think, not want, but think that Texas is going to be able to control both lines of scrimmage with guys like Anthony Hill on the defense. You got Banks along the offensive line. I I just feel that Texas can do that. I don't think that they have a problem in their front seven. I think they have a really good front seven. Their rush defense with that big defensive line with Sweat as well, they're one of the best teams in the country at defending and stopping the run. Now, Dylan Johnson, the running back for Washington over the last four or five weeks has been very, very good. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of rush lanes and a lot of yardage or even hidden yardage against this Texas team who's only allowing 81 yards on the ground per game the entire year. 
not necessarily, though, what Washington wants to come into New Orleans and do. They get McMillan back, one of their big-time wide receivers, along with Adunze. You got Polk, who is a 1,000-yard receiver. 60 catches, 1,000 yards, 8 touchdowns. I don't know if Texas is going to be able to guard all those weapons. They haven't been able to guard anybody all year. They've been bad along their defensive backfield. I could really see either team winning. If Washington is going to win, it's because, it's going to be because, look, Texas's front seven couldn't get to Penix quickly enough. I mean, it would be like the bowl game last year. And Penix was able to throw the ball all over the place, and eventually they got the running game going. I think the same for Texas. Their main running back is out. They do have uh, some big, bigger, or bigger guys in the backfield like Baxter and Blue. They're going to take a lot of the handoffs. But the bottom line is, for me, I, I just think that Penix and Washington can come in here and throw it all over the place. I think that this could be a 46 or 45-42, 45-41 type of game, either which way. Because I think their points are going to come at a very big premium. Give me the over massively. Can it be a low-scoring game? Maybe. Maybe Washington with a month to prepare defensively can be better. Maybe Texas stops the running game. That front seven is able to get after, okay, Michael Penix. But, man, Alabama, who was really bad offensively in the beginning of the year, scored 24 points, and this ain't that, yo. You have not been, you have not seen an offense like this all year long. Quite honestly, the best team that you fa- the best team that you played at the time that you played them clearly was Oklahoma. Now, I know that Quinn Ewers was out. Malik Murphy, who just entered the portal, came in, did some decent things. I, I look. Texas is going to be is going to bully them up front. I would fully expect Texas to play a little keep away. It'd be smart early to play a little bit of keep away, but I I don't know how you can when Washington is 120th in passing yards allowed. It's one of it, it's got to be the most interesting game for me um, in the semis. I, look, I, I'm obviously going to love watching a big physical game. And against Alabama and Michigan, but I think this one's more intriguing to me. I think that this is a bad matchup for both teams, really. Weaknesses versus weaknesses, or weaknesses versus strengths for both sides. Both sides. So, we'll see. One thing that I also added this to about Texas they have been exceptional on third down defensively. They are not allowing anything, not even through the air. You try to run it on them on third down, they're going to pop you in the mouth. They have been good on third down defending anything that uh, is thrown their way. They're second in the country in third down defense. Here's the problem, though. They're 67th in the country on third down offensively. Now, some of that can be skewed because Quinn Ewers wasn't there right for a a couple games this year and it wasn't good at all so I don't they're not as that bad at 67th but Washington can't stop anybody they're 81st in the country in third down defense I think something's going to get there normally I would lean defensively of things getting better okay if there's going to be a unit that gets better you normally I lean a little bit defensively especially with a team like Washington who has just continuously found ways to win 
I'm I'm not making my pick yet. I am leaning Texas, but something is telling me not to because the number one passing offense in the country comes into New Orleans that, quite honestly, New Orleans hasn't seen a passing game like that since 2019 LSU went into that Sugar Bowl. The three weapons of Polk, McMillan, and Odunze are going to, I guarantee you, is keeping Sarkeesian up at night, and I don't know how it couldn't because those three weapons could get after him. I do, and have said all year, though, I think Washington is the most fake team in the playoff. Would not If there's a splattering on our hands, it's going to be Texas laying the splattering down. I just don't see that happening. Don't see that happening. Alabama. <clears throat> excuse me. Pardon me. Alabama versus Michigan. So, look. In the Rose Bowl, didn't <clears throat> feels a little weird seeing Alabama in the Rose Bowl, not like in the Sugar Bowl. You know, a lot of Southern teams, a lot of teams, I guess because they're fourth and you got Texas, whatever. But it feels a little bit weird to me. It feels weird that Washington, in a way, has to come all the way to New Orleans when the closer game to them would have been uh, the Rose Bowl. And by the way, it's not like the Rose Bowl is closer to Michigan because New Orleans is only like 1,100 miles away from Ann Arbor. I think LA's like 2,200 miles. You're going to have to catch on the plane to go to either which uh, destination that you want to. And you probably want to go to New Orleans if you're Michigan because it's going to be cheaper in New Orleans than it will be in LA. I don't know. I digress. But Alabama versus Michigan. Listen, I know a lot of you are going to hate what I'm about to say, but stay with me. Michigan has the number two toll defense in the country. They've been good all year. They were good against Penn State, good against Ohio State, did a lot of great things all year long. They have massive weaknesses too. We saw it when they played Maryland. We even saw it when they played Ohio State that I do think that Alabama can uh, exploit. I'm going to give a hot take to you, and I want you to give me a thumbs up or thumbs down Thumbs up if you agree. Thumbs down if you disagree. Jalen Milrow might be the best quarterback that Michigan's seen all year. Now, before you put the thumbs down, let me just tell you this. Kyle McCord to date is the best quarterback that they've seen. And Jalen Milrow has been better than Kyle McCord. Without question. Pretty much even from the start of the year. This is the best overall team that Michigan's faced. They have not tested themselves. I'm not trying to be an SEC homer. Now, I know what a lot of you are going to say. Oh, Blake's just being an SEC homer. No, I'm not. You know why I'm not? Because I've seen Alabama test themselves all year long. I've seen them test themselves against Texas and lose. I've seen them test themselves against, at the time, ranked Tennessee, against LSU, against Georgia, and win those games. I know a lot of you want to throw the Auburn game in there for Alabama. Okay, well, that game's always close. Doesn't I, I, I really don't care about that. Because I've seen Alabama play down to lower competition, and I'll just even throw this for LSU fans. 2021, and 22, or 2021 when we played them, and the game was a six-point game. You were a six and seven team at the end of it. You play that game pretty closely. The Auburn last-second heroics doesn't necessarily bother me. 
That Auburn team also cut the game close with Georgia. But Alabama responded right quickly and beat Georgia. And, and quite honestly, I know that that's all, was only a three-point game in and of itself too. But they pushed Georgia around along their defensive line. That O-line that struggled in the beginning of the year, they pushed them around. And I got to be real with you. Do I think that Michigan's got a really deep and good defensive line too? Yes. I don't think they're Georgia. And what's going to happen? I just don't know if, if if the team that Michigan is going to finally test themselves against, it being Alabama, good luck, man. But J.J. McCarthy, and J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback for Michigan, is going to have to be the catalyst for a Michigan win. Now, I've been – and look, me and Joe talked about this, I think, two weeks ago. You can go to Rafino Joe when we broke the game down even deeper. I keep hearing a lot of people since the two weeks before we started talking about it saying to myself, well, J.J. McCarthy's legs is going to be the key. Well, J.J. McCarthy has only run the ball 57 times this year. Some of those are sacks as well for 146 yards and three touchdowns. Can he escape with his legs? Yes. Can he do some good things with his legs? Yes. But I've heard Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt say the kid runs a 4-4 all year. Well, you know what? You're about to find out because that defense at Alabama – it's not a joke. Now, just because Jane Daniels made him look silly, which he did make him look silly, having 300 yards and three touchdowns in the first half, J.J. McCarthy and this Michigan team is not built to do that. They want to play, keep away, run the football. All right, sounds good. I heard that they had the best offensive line in the country. I don't think that they do. I think that, that actually, even though you'll say this is biased, resides in Baton Rouge. You're running the ball for under four yards of care or under five yards of carry with your big back and Blake Corum, and you have not played anybody worth a damn. Oh, we played Penn State. We played Ohio State. That's not like playing LSU in Georgia. It's not. It's not playing it like LSU earlier in the year played Florida State. It's not like even playing Florida State. It's completely different. Penn State and Ohio State aren't great offenses. Those might be the best teams that you played. Offensively, they were dookie water. I think Alabama's going to come out here, and I think Kool-Aid McKinstry is going to be back. I got the concussion, whatever. They're going to play bump and run, man-to-man coverage on the outside. They're going to bring dudes down in the box, and they're going to make J.J. McCarthy beat him. Now, the only way, and I mean the only way, which, by the way, I'm not saying can't happen. I'm not saying J.J. McCarthy with his weapons and the tight end Loveland. They got the Wilson kid that's a receiver on the outside that has over 10 touchdowns this year. I think he's got 11 touchdowns. But they can do some good things in the passing game. I'm not saying J.J. McCarthy can't do it. What I'm saying is, is the last four games, he has not done it when in two of them he's needed to. Hell, he looked pretty pedestrian against Iowa. Bro, those – Three teams that you played, Penn State, Ohio State, and clearly Iowa, offensively are so anemic. Like, this Alabama team, from the offensive line to the quarterback to the running backs to the receivers to the D-line, linebackers, and secondary, they are easily more tested than this Michigan team. Now, does it? do I like saying that I think I would pick Bama in this one? No. Like, no, I hate every bit of it, but it's the truth. 
Because I, I got to be real with you. I don't like Michigan in this game. I think it's a bad matchup for Michigan. Because I don't. they didn't go out non-conference and play anybody that was worth a shit. Rush defense, yes, they've been good all year. But it's not the same. They, they have not seen a spread attack like this to all extent. The one time they did against Maryland... And I got to be honest, the Tagovailoa kid doesn't have the legs that Milrow does. Yes, can he throw the ball better than Milrow? I'm with you. But if I would have told you, guys, think about this. Jalen Milrow beats J.J. McCarthy in every statistical category. Yards, touchdowns, rushing attempts, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. J.J.'s got him in accuracy. But the better quarterback this season, statistically, just saying statistically, has easily been, easily been Milrow. It's not even close. Milrow's at 35 touchdowns on the year. 35 touchdowns on the year. McCarthy is at 22 well, this is our style of play in Michigan. I don't give a shit about your style of play. You have you say J.J. McCarthy runs a 4-4. Heard it from you all year long. All right. Well, you're really about to see a kid that can come into a game really running a 4-4. I'm, I'm taking Bama, and I don't like it. You know I don't like it. I know you don't like it. I hate SEC teams winning in the playoff. I do. But I don't really care about that because I think they're going to win. And quite honestly, I take Bama to win by 10-plus. Michigan's not tested. They're not tested. All right. Yeah, uh, John Ruiz says – let me get to this. John Ruiz says Texas and Alabama rematch for the Natty. I agree. I agree. Layton says he doesn't get how Michigan is favored. I don't know either. It's what, one and a half? I think that it's a steal. Like, I I really think it's a steal. And Harbaugh really hasn't run the big game. (laughs) Christian says, if J.J. McCarthy runs a 4-4, then Milrow runs a 3-4. Yeah, fastest man alive. Ain't that the truth. All right. It's been fun. We will see you all again on Monday, I think, or Sunday, technically, if you watch Rafino and Joe show, which you should be over there and subscribed anyway. We appreciate you all doing that. We'll see you all then. You all have a good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.